The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a shout, Look, here is the bridegroom! Come out to meet him! Then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, there will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later the other bridesmaids came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly, I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. What are you waiting for? We, this past week, waited for days <laughs> to see how this election would turn out. This pandemic has us waiting in new ways. We are used to waiting in line at the grocery to buy our groceries. We are not used to waiting outside the store to go in to buy the groceries in the first place. We wait for the day when we can see each other's full face and see the smile not just with the eyes. We wait for the day here in worship when we can share the peace, uh, not just with a distant wave, but with a handshake and, and I know some of you even a hug. Youth wait for the day that they can drive. Adults wait for the day of retirement. We are all waiting for something. What are you waiting for? In the parable that Jesus tells us today, we hear of ten bridesmaids awaiting the arrival of the bridegroom. They were the wedding party uh, that were appointed to greet the groom upon his arrival, to escort him uh, at whatever hour he came, uh, and that he would be escorted then to the bride so that the wedding could commence and the festivities could begin. Those who were wise recognized that often the thing that we're waiting for doesn't come on our timetable. That often the things that we are waiting for are delayed. So these wise bridesmaids brought along some extra oil, just in case. They recognized and prepared for possible delays. 
Jesus urges his disciples, that's us, to be prepared, to be ready, to stay awake and alert for the coming of his kingdom. For while it is delayed much longer than perhaps we ever thought it would be, now 2,000 years later, Jesus says he is coming. So stay awake. Be prepared. That is what Jesus would have us be waiting for. The coming of his kingdom in its fullness. Jesus urges us to wait for him. For his coming again in glory on the last day. And it is coming, he promises. Is that what you've been waiting for? As for me and my house, we wait for Friday and the drop of the latest Mandalorian episode so that we can sit around and enjoy watching that. And yes, this time of the year we are waiting for Christmas. Some of you are waiting for summer already. <laughs> and it's felt like summer sometimes these past days. With the rest of the world, we wait for the end of this pandemic. We do not know when it will come, but we do know there will come a time when we can freely hug our grandchildren again and gather together for holidays without having to think about how much space we have to keep between one another. We wait for an end to the death and the, disrupt and the disruption that this pandemic brings. We wait for justice. We wait for peace. We wait for healing. And whatever else it is that we wait for, we, the church, wait for Jesus and his coming again, just as he has promised. Everything else for which we wait may seem more immediate. It maybe even seems more certain that it will come about according to our senses. It may seem that those other things that we wait for are more certain than the coming of our Lord. Therefore, we take time every week in our worship to remind each other of this truth for which we wait with the certainty that comes by faith. We confess it in the creed. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. We confess the creed not for God's sake to remind him what we believe about him. No, we confess the creed for the sake of our neighbors, our fellow worshipers, so that they may hear and be reminded of that faith which we confess, that they may be encouraged in this for which we wait for, the coming of our Lord Jesus. It is so easy for us to become preoccupied, focused, obsessed even, 
with the temporal things of this world for which we wait, that we can forget the most important one whom we await as the church. We need the encouraging reminder from our brothers and sisters in Christ as we wait for the Lord. We see the state of our lives and the state of this world and we pray, Lord Jesus, come quickly. And yet, the coming of our Lord seems delayed. And when we see that delay, it can discourage us. We heard this morning from Paul's first letter to the church in Thessalonica. The believers there had some concerns. They expected that the Lord was going to return quickly, within a generation of his ascension to heaven. And when they saw their fellow brothers and sisters in Christ dying, they began to become concerned. What if when Jesus comes back, it's just us who are alive who will be able to greet him? What about those who have died? And so St. Paul writes to encourage them with the assurance that Jesus' return is for the living and the dead, that all those who are in Christ will be gathered to be with Jesus forever. It is on the basis of this sure and certain hope that St. Paul writes to the church to, as he says, help us to grieve differently than those who have no hope. When the church gathers at the graveside of a loved one to bury them, the church gathers with that same hope of a farmer that plants the seed into the earth with the expectation that it will live again. That is what we as the church do. We hope and we wait. That hope makes all the difference. Death will come to an end. We have something to wait for. And as it goes with our grieving, so it goes with our living. The hope that has been planted in us by faith in Christ Jesus, promised to come again for us, buoys us up when our hearts are sinking. It is the light for us that illumines our path through the darkest of valleys. It is a healing balm to our wounds as we await for the fullness of God's kingdom to come. And so we wait, confident that ultimately God's justice will be done. And when we wait, and as we wait, for that day to come, we do justice. We advocate for those who experience injustice. We share our bread with our neighbors. 
And we wait and work with the goal that among us, justice would roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. And we wait. And we wait. We wait, confident that ultimately all disease, all illness, all pain will be no more. And as we wait for that day, we pray. We pray that this pandemic will come to an end, and quickly. We serve our neighbor, doing our best to follow the public health guidelines, but caring for our neighbor too by calling them on the phone, by sending them care packages, by picking up the groceries for them, by letting them know that they are not alone. We wait and we pray and we serve with the firm belief that while we may not be able to gather together as we would like, even so we are the body of Christ and that Jesus is with us. And we wait. And we wait. We wait with the eager expectation of being reunited with our loved ones who have died in the Lord. And while we wait, we tend to our own lamps, making sure that they are trimmed and burning so that we may honor the Lord on the day of his coming. And as we wait for that day, we pass on our faith to our children and to our neighbors, that they too may be sustained in hope. That hope makes all the difference. What are you waiting for? In the name of Jesus, amen.